What's up, y'all? It's Be Dangerous back again with another edition of Dangerous Sports Talk. I know, been a little minute since I did a show, but I had to wait until the end, the first week of the NFL season officially ended for me to even begin to do a new show because I got to cover the games and stuff like that, give y'all scores, all that good stuff. Plus, there's a gang of stuff to cover as well. But before we get into that, I want to touch on Serena Williams. I had intentions of covering that, her, her retirement and how she did in the tournament in my last episode, but I was so hell-bent on going, on going in on everything else that I totally forgot about it. But to Miss Serena, you gave a lot of little black girls hope because, as you guys know, tennis is a predominantly white sport. So for two black women, because as she said, there would be no Serena without Venus. Venus is obviously older, but Serena broke through and really became a whole legend, just like Venus did. And she took a hell of a lot of criticism, but she didn't do shit, but be herself and win. That's why they were mad. She went out there and played every tennis match like it was her last, and she fucking won. And she had to be drug tested more than any other tennis player. Even the ones that were blatantly using drugs for 10 years and then lied and said they didn't know what they were putting into their bodies after so much so much time. But another story for a completely another day. Serena endured hella racism, hella criticism for the littlest of things. And all she did was keep fucking winning to piss off the masses. And that's how you respond to shit like that. Perfect your craft, do what you do, and flip him the middle finger and say, fuck you, I'm still going to go out here and I'm going to win. And that mindset, mindset, mindset right there is why she is the greatest tennis player to ever play the game. Hell, I, I can even pull up her stats for real, for real, but she has won more titles than Mr. Bill Russell, more than Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. More than time, Tom Brady, more than my husband, Kobe, she's obviously the GOAT. No questions asked. And even though this U.S. Open was the shit, like, it really was. Like, the momentum going into this was just absolutely fucking amazing. And it would have been awesome if, if Serena would have lasted until the end of the U.S. Open to win another title, then walk off into the sunset. I believe she got to the third round. And it was a tight match. It was a tight-ass match. But she ended up losing, and I'm like, okay, you know what? I don't feel bad whatsoever, and she has nothing to be ashamed of. It's like, it's crazy how you win so much to the point where you really don't, if you win, you win. If you don't, you don't. And you can just be happy because you know that regardless of what you do, your legacy is absolutely cemented. And Serena Williams, I'm going to miss you on the tennis court. And enjoy your retirement and be with your husband, be with your not-so-baby. I can't even call her a baby no more, for real. And just enjoy your time of being a legend. And that's where I'm going to leave that. Now, the first week of the NFL season is officially in the books. And... There have been some major injuries, well, not too major, but still, enough injuries to make you be like, ah, damn, 
especially if you're a Cowboys fan. Dak Prescott is going to be out for, I believe, like eight weeks with a, either a thumb or a foot injury, either or. Like, you literally just came back from an injury just to get hurt the next year. And J.J. Watt, they said he was going to possibly be out for the season with a torn prep, but he went and got a second opinion on it. And I think he's going to come back in a couple of weeks as well. And Najee Harris, of course, is out with a foot injury. And I'm sorry about that because he's on my damn fantasy team. And i got to make some moves there, but we'll get to my fantasy team in a minute. Let's cover the, the NFL scores. So the Buffaloes, Buffaloes, really? <laughs> the Buffalo Bills beat the Los Angeles Rams 31-10. to Then we have the San Francisco 49ers. Losing against the Chicago Bears, 19 to 10. Damn, the pa- the Patriots fucking got their asses kicked by the Dolphins, 20 to 7. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Cincinnati Bengals in overtime, 23 to 20, and I was glad they fucking won. The Ravens smacked the Jets, 24 to 9. Arizona Cardinals just laid down and spread eagle while the Chiefs ran over them, 44 to 21. The Giants actually won against the against the Titans 21 to 20. Sheesh. There's a couple of blowouts in this this week. Wait a minute. The Minnesota Vikings steamrolled the Packers 23 to 7. The LA Chargers won over the Las Vegas Raiders 24 to 19. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of course, do what they do and beat Dallas 19 to 3. Tom Brady got me my fantasy points, but it didn't make no difference because I lost this week anyway. So, what the fuck ever. The Philadelphia Eagles beat the Detroit Lions 38-35. to And I'm shocked that Detroit could even put up 35 points. But, anyway. And this is one thing that utterly angers me about certain games. Because the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans ended in a fucking tie. 20-20. to like, I hate it. I hate that rule. Like, if you play so many times in so many minutes and you can't get a score on either side, they just go, they declare it a tie. I find it bullshit. Go into a fucking sudden death. Go until somebody scores. Like, I hope I wish that was the rules in the NFL, but obviously, we can't get everything that we, that we fucking want. And we had the Browns playing the Carolina Panthers. And the Browns actually won a game. 26 to 24. The Washington Commanders, also known as the Washington Redskins, beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 28 to 22. The New Orleans Saints won against the Atlanta Falcons 27 to 6 to 26. And Monday Night Football, the Seattle Seahawks beat the beat the Denver Broncos 17 to 16. Now, I was actually shocked about that game because I did think that the Denver Broncos were going to win, but Geno Smith actually spoiled Russell Wilson's debut as a Bronco and how how much it must feel. Really? Ugh. My bad, you guys. It's been a long day. I'm like, I know Geno probably feels like, damn, I actually beat this dude and I'm the new quarterback on his old team. So that has to feel good for Mr. Geno Smith because I totally forgot he was there until I was watching the game. I'm like... Who is that quarterback now? Then I looked and I'm like, oh, shit. Geno Smith is there. So, good shit there. And the WNBA Finals are still going on. 
I watched was I watched I believe game one on Sunday, but I was too busy trying to flip back and forth between football and basketball, and I'm like, okay, this is it's too much, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm trying to focus on NFL. Then you got the WNBA stuff, and I'm like, yo, I still gotta cover this. Because I told y'all I was gonna make sure that I covered the WNBA finals and more women's sports for you guys. So let's see. Okay, game one. The Las Vegas Aces got the Connecticut Sun. Swan really 67 to 64. Then we have the L the Vet. We got the Aces beating the Suns again, 85-271. And the Aces lead the series two games to none. Now, this is just my humble opinion. With Miss Finance, Asia Wilson, being the, M- being the WNBA MVP and the way she's been playing this season, I believe the Aces are going to win the championship. Not to take anything away from Connecticut, but... Well, how much momentum the Aces came in with this season, plus the determination to win and being determined to do it without Liz Cambridge being there, it's like, yo, I believe they're going to take it this year because, like, what can you really say? You got the MVP on your side in the fall, so hey, it is what it is. And the next game will be tomorrow. And I got to see what channel is going to be on. I hope it's on. Damn. ESPN, I'll probably stream it. But it's going to be tomorrow at 9 p.m. With Game 3, are the Connecticut Sun going to be able to get a squeak of win out? Or are the the Aces going to make another push and push it three games to none? We'll never know until the game actually happens. So I hope the Aces win that game. Uh, Let's see. Got that, got that, got that, got that. Oh, my fantasy football team. So I got my ass kicked this week. Granted, I know I'm going to get some fucking wins, but still. Ugh, because I know I'm going to have to rearrange a lot of shit here. Can you scroll back to week one? But yeah, I got my ass kicked this week. And let's take a look. I know I'm going to have to switch out Najee Harris and Mike Evans because they're both questionable. So there's no really, like, there's really no timetable of when they're going to come back or if, if they're even going to fucking play. But, yeah, I'm going to have to do do some switching around in here because I'm going to get no points if certain people are out. Like, that's just a fucking given. But Tom Brady, do what you do. Hell, Devin Singletary actually got me some points this week, and I was shocked about that. Amari Cooper, where's your invincibility? I don't give a fuck if you are in Cleveland. Make some shit happen. Bring that Dallas invincibility to Cleveland. But knowing who the hell I'm talking about and what team he's on, I'm just going to pray for him. That's all I can say. Just pray. Pray for Mr. Amari Cooper since he's in fucking Cleveland. Oh, damn. I do got brisket on my team, too. But, yeah, I am playing... The Be Dangerous crew, my fantasy team, is playing Team Hollywood this week, and they got one win. Is team is the Be Dangerous crew going to be able to fucking squeak, squeak win out this week? We'll just have to wait and see because Thursday Night Football is tomorrow. And who is playing? 
Ugh, give me a minute, you guys. I'm going through, looking, and seeing who is playing tomorrow. Ah, we got the LA Chargers and Kansas City Chiefs tomorrow. I see the Chiefs winning this game, I'm not going to lie. But the Chargers may shock us a week, but we'll just have to wait and see what's up with that. Also, I got some news from the NBA. Some news that's kind of a little bit shocking, but not really. But the Suns owner, Robert Sarver, is suspended for one year by the NBA. Why is he suspended, you may ask? This is a result of the league's investigation into allegations of racism, misogyny, and at this point, I wouldn't put it past anybody. Well, any owners, I should say, because Donald Sterling got a lifetime ban for being blatantly fucking racist, saying that black people couldn't come to Clippers games, but your team is predominantly black. Like, ugh. like those two things right there are grounds to get you suspended, fined, and kicked in the fucking kicked in the fucking crotch. Because you could pretty much be anything you want to be in the NBA. Especially as an owner. You can get away with this and that. But now that they're actually investigating this shit, it might make other owners kind of look at themselves like, oh shit, maybe I should do things differently. But honestly, that's too good to be true. Especially with misogyny. If you have a woman that's working in your office and you treat her like shit, but if she agrees to do certain shit with you, also known as sexual shit, you'll give her a bigger push to start to treat her better. That's bullshit, and that's definitely misogyny. And as someone who deals with misogyny damn near on a daily fucking basis in sports, I completely understand. So the Suns, I'm sure the dynamic is going to change there because, like, your owner is suspended. So I would hope the guy, the next guy up, will do a better job and presenting himself and the team in a better light. Because that's not good publicity for the Phoenix Suns. Especially when they're supposed to be one of the most, one of the top um, teams in the West. And you have the entire spotlight on you. Like, okay, what the hell is going on over here? But of course, some people may defend them. Some people may confirm the stories and say it's not true. I don't fucking know. I don't know. But just the fact that they're investigating into this shit to verify if it's true and or not, you're already suspended. So apparently it holds some type of truth and merit to it, bro. But the Suns are definitely going to have to take a hard look at themselves. Because the guy owns the team. The most he can really do in a situation like this is step down. Because I think that speaking out about this is just going to cause more damage than it is going to do good. So just sit down and eat your food and let the shit play itself out. Watch your team from your, I'm sure you have a mansion. Watch your team from your mansion. And you're going to make money regardless. Because I believe they find him as well, but still. You're still going to be getting the money back because you own the damn team. But if you know better, you do better. And if this doesn't change your asshole ways, then you deserve exactly what the fuck you get. And on that note, Be Dangerous is out of here. I'm sorry it took me so long. I get I procrastinate at times and forget to do my show, but I'm like, look. The NFL season, week two, is starting tomorrow, so I have to do a show today. So I had to get this out of the way for you guys. To those who keep supporting the show, running up the listens, I thank you guys so very much for your support again and again. And I am out of here. Peace.